Happy Super Tuesday, y'all. College basketball is back today. Loaded with action. Uh, Week 9 gave us some great results in all sports. College football produced, as always, Air Force versus Army went into overtime. UNC and Wake Forest combined for 113 points. NBA action was good all weekend. NHL action, golf, UFC. Let's just get into it. First, I'm a recap. NFL Week 9, starting with the most fucking boring dog shit ever. I genuinely hope none of you watched it, even if you're a fan of the team. Let's get to the Bills putting up six and the Jaguars topping them with a nine-piece with fries. One of the worst games of the season. You know what? The Bills, why do they produce some of the most boring games ever? Oh, I got the answer because Josh Allen is mad overrated. If that dude is forced to pass from the pocket, he is significantly more inaccurate and hella inconsistent. He's a good quarterback, but nothing more. Like he, his greatest strengths are obviously his mobility, his strength, his ability to break tackles, um, arm arm strength down the field and on the run is great. Other than that, he from the pocket man, it's just it never really looks that good. The uh, the Bills, I'm getting pretty sick of um all the hype they're getting. I don't know. I just, I really don't even want to talk about this game. Josh Allen and the Jaguars, however, what a game he had. He had a sack and interception and a forced fumble all on Josh Allen. So that's pretty hilarious. Josh Allen dominated Josh Allen. I didn't watch any of this shit show. Thank goodness. But I believe Trevin, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Hopefully he's okay. I believe it was an ankle injury and the other Josh Allen's really good. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not talking about that game anymore. Nope. Let's go to Vikings Raven Vikings versus Ravens 34-31 in a shit show thriller. Um, we're gonna talk about this a little more. Bears fans are gonna get on my side. The NFL officiating is just absolutely horrible. The the Ravens were gifted 10 points in that game. The first drive of the game, they call a horse collar on fourth and two, where they lost like five yards. Would have been Vikings ball first down at like the 40, the Baltimore 40 going in to start the game instead they give him 15 yards and they get a field goal out of it justin tucker is the goat by the way oh my gosh he just that dude is insane i could watch him kick footballs for well 18 seconds and then get bored however i digress a 43 yard penalty let's just talk about these pass interference spot falls for a second how can you possibly justify a guy throws a ball up into a double team it was a cover two man. There was two defenders there. The the chances that pass getting completed, unless you have a star receiver, which they don't on that team. Um, unless you count Hollywood Brown, I guess. But anyway, they the Lamar throws a deep ball right before half, and they call pass interference. Was it interference? Yeah, probably. But to give them forty three yards for that? No, it should be fifteen. They couldn't move the ball all half. They were gifted. 10 points and it swings and the Vikings coaching is still the worst I've ever seen. The talent was carrying us. They were showing you like we should be winning games. However, the coaching just simply did not allow them, you know, nothing over 40, nothing over four yards from the Vikings offense. When they, when we do throw the ball downfield, Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Kirk can throw it deep and it helps when you got two receivers who are going to make you look really good and feeling and JJ, 
But Helen Keller, you know, he saw a, a successful deep ball in the first half to JJ for a six, and he he got so scared. He's like, oh, what was that? I've never even seen that. So can't be doing that anymore. Um, Ravens, you're overrated. Lamar continues to be one of the worst passers from the pocket that I've seen. However, when you're that dynamic with your feet, and your offensive coordinator is just a genius at scheming things. It's gonna, it's gonna produce points. He's, I'll give it to him. The dude is a phenomenal athlete. He is so fast. It's crazy watching a quarterback dominate like physically like that. Like, he's just so quick. He reads. He he does well on those short reads, the RPOs, the the uh, read options. Like he does well. The play designs were really good for the Ravens, basically. That's what saved them. In the red zone, they executed short throws. They know Lamar's strengths are not, you know, 10-yard-plus throws. So they they it was just a great game plan. Executed in the red zone. Vikings choke. What else is new? Zimmer, you're just you're just working towards getting fired, buddy. You, you keep it up. You're doing great. Put it this way. I was in a bar full of Vikings fans for that game drunk by the end of the first quarter we were up 17 to 3 and not a single fan in there thought we were going to win that game and that is a hundred percent the truth we all knew what it was coming moving on to another shit show real barn burner uh down in miami the only good thing about this game is they helped they did their part in my parlay the dolphins topped the texans 17 to 9 Tyrod Taylor's back, and I guess he was watching Daddy Longneck, Davis Mills, throw so many interceptions, he decided to follow suit. Brissett threw two interceptions as well, I believe, so a total of five interceptions in that game because Tyrod Taylor came out with a Dyson three picks. Boring-ass game between two one and seven teams. The Dolphins, like I said, the only highlight to that game is they helped me hit on my parlay. They covered the four points, so whatever. Don't even care. Patriots, Panthers, the Patriots go on the road and dominate. Sam Darnold continues to be a shit show. Uh, you know, they started out 3-0, and and everyone's like, oh, Darnold, oh, the Jets were the problem. And, you know, I'll admit I was kind of fooled because I, I kind of always wanted to believe that Sam Darnold was good because he does have, like, the tools, like the skills are there, the arm strength, the athleticism. But that dude sucks. He throws three more interceptions. Robbie Anderson, I saw, was so mad at him after one of the picks. He was just screaming at him on the sideline. Darnold now has seven touchdowns and 11 interceptions on the year, so his career's over as a starter anyway. He might finish the season out, but they're gonna. Carolina's definitely going to be exploring some different options at quarterback. Mac Jones, you know, Mac Jones, it's interesting because it's been pretty hard to evaluate him this year. He doesn't have a lot of talent at wide receiver, the tight ends they signed have been significantly underwhelming. He goes 12 for 18, 139, a touchdown and a pick. The run game was good. The defense was great. He just needs more help from his wide receivers before we can assess, you know, what kind of quarterback he is. Because at Alabama, he was a dynamic passer. And in all phases of the short game, the mid-range, the 10 to 15, the 20 yards plus, but he had great receivers at Bama. You know, all them receivers are in the NFL now. So until the Pets can get some wide receivers, it's going to be hard to truly evaluate him. Uh, I thought OBJ was a possibility, but I, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. looks like that dirt's going to go to Green Bay. 
However, the Patriots also did their part in helping me cover for my parlay play of the day. I hope you all listened to it because that's two in a row. I'm on fire, and I'm 21-11 and 11 on the season and straight up. Browns versus the Bengals. Holy shit. No OBJ, no problem. Baker was on fire. Well, sort of. You know, when Chubb's running the ball like that and the Browns can run their play action, the Browns offense is going to look like that. They're going to put up 40-plus points. He looked confident. Donovan Peoples-Jones continues to impress and progress very fast. He he looks like he's going to be a pretty good receiver for quite some time. Like I said, Chubb dominated. And here comes my Cincinnati hot take. Joe Burrows is mad overrated. When, he reminds me a lot of Carson Wentz. He gets the hype because the deep ball looks good, but when he's forced to throw in tight windows, he doesn't make the greatest decisions. He throws interceptions. He's got 11 interceptions on the season. That's tied with Sam Darnold, who we just ripped. Now, on the flip side, he does have 21 touchdowns, so he is having Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and weapons like that certainly helps. So he is making up for it by throwing a ton of touchdowns, but I I, I do question a lot of the decision-making that Joe Burrows does. I, I do think he's a little overhyped right now. We need to chill out on the Joe Burrow talk. Um, Yeah, and so basically for the Browns, you don't want Baker throwing 40 times a game. That's not how they're going to win. You can't Baker's not like that. He he's this this was a perfect game essentially for the Browns. You're running the ball effectively, that's setting up your play action, that's allowing him to see the field, to hit the deep routes, the double moves, the rollouts, stuff like that. So it was a great game plan. They executed it and they completely dominated. Baker went 14 for 21, which again, that's like perfect for him. You you want him in that 20, probably 20 to 28 passes a game range because typically that means you're you're running the ball well. So it's a big road win for the Browns. Post OBJ, they look good. The Bengals are are getting smacked with reality, I think, a little bit. Maybe not the Jets, like that was kind of fluky, but a couple losses here, and all of a sudden the Jets are are uh, kind of reeling a little bit. So going to the Raiders, let's go to the Meadowlands. We got the Raiders getting upset by the Giants. To me, these two teams are very simple. When Danny Dimes doesn't turn the ball over, the Giants are in every game and have a chance to win. This was the same for this game. He didn't turn the ball over. He took care of it, and they won the game. And for the Raiders, it's the same thing. If Derek Carr turns the ball over, they typically lose. He had two interceptions. They lose the game by a touchdown. It's It comes down to can your quarterback take care of the ball? Not just can he make plays, but can he not give the other team an extra possession? And in this case, Derek Carr gave the Giants a couple extra possessions, and you come up seven points short. Big upset win for the G-Men. No one really gives a shit. Uh, the Broncos... Cowboys, what in the fuck? Like I said last week, football sometimes just gives you weird results. Cow, uh, the Broncos lose Von Miller and then shut out Dallas for three quarters on the road, and that's one of the best offenses in football, so it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Zeke couldn't run. Dak wasn't sharp. And here's how you know it was fucked. Teddy threw a great deep ball on the sideline for six. And I was like, there's no way that just happened. So I don't know if a black cat ran out of the field or something happened. But yeah, that was just a weird game. Saints-Falcons, 
Uh, we got the Falcons improving to four and four, which kind of shocked me because they're not a good football team. I didn't even know they were floating around 500. If you would have asked me, I would have said two or three wins tops, which is kind of insulting because it's where my Vikings are. Anyway, Saints have a new goat. Seaman is back. He is on fire. That dude came to take jobs. Taysom Hill and what's-his-face Jameis. See, your jobs are toast. My fantasy kicker, Young Hoku, clutched up at the buzzer for the road upset. Matty Ice lit up the Saints secondary. Matty Ice, 23 for 30, 343, two tuds. And how about my boy Cordero Patterson just continues to dominate. I think he had like a million catches for a couple million yards. And that's all I got to say about that one. The Saints are kind of falling apart, decimated by injuries. We know that defense is typically good, even though they got lit up by Matty Ice. I feel like they kind of played a lot that game. So, yeah, the Saints could be looking at a a losing losing season down the rest of the road. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but it's going to be tough for them to bounce back on their third-string quarterback. Chargers-Eagles, that was actually a pretty good game to watch. The Chargers get another dub uh, next week. So mark it two in a row because the Vikings are coming to town. We already know the Vikings will probably be up 10 in the fourth quarter and we'll call it CJ ham screen, which he'll hand it off to the defense. Then we'll come out, kneel the ball twice, punt on third. Justin Herbert will take him down the field touchdown. So the chargers are rolling. They'll be six and three. I believe after next week, Herbert, if you, if you didn't watch the Philly game, dude, Herbert is nasty. 32 for 38, 356, three touchdowns, no picks. Philly was able to run the ball, and that's uh, you know that's why they stayed in it. Once again, Jalen Hurts was protected. He didn't turn the ball over, which is pretty key for them. The Eagles do fall to three and six. Their season's over. Ends on their home field, which good. Shittiest fan base in the world. Eat shit. Packers, Chiefs, boy, I hope you didn't watch that one. I watched way too much of it. Jordan Love, though. The future is here. Green Bay fans, get up. Who the fuck is Aaron Rodgers? Jordan Love is taking over 19 for 34. That's a little, you know, probably a million drops. 190 yards. Again, that stat means nothing. He was throwing a great deep ball. No one could catch. A touchdown and a pick. Don't let the stats fool you. He's amazing. The composure, ability to to just get under center and take a snap, didn't even fumble a snap. He can run a little bit. What a deep ball across his body. You know, everything that you're not supposed to do, that lob ball. That's a great throw. He should make that throw almost every play. I don't know why the announcers were like, oh, that's a risky throw. He got away with one. That's a great throw. That's, you know, it's. Kind of unfortunate for me as a Vikes fan because Green Bay, you got your third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. I'd say start him the rest of the season. Yeah, okay, anyway, not believing a single thing. I say dude's whack. He sucks. Packers de- defense, I will say, it appears to be elite. I mean, you you shut down Kansas City. You can say you can say a lot about Kansas City this year and their struggles on defense. Their offense turns the ball over, but typically they they put up a ton of yards. And they can still score. The Packers, D, I unfortunately, I do got to give them a lot of credit. They looked really good. And they have all season. The Chiefs are shitty. They're five and four. Pack improved to seven and two. And I say improve because your future is here. You get to see Jordan Love in the bright lights. So 
Even though it was a loss, y'all improved. But that was like a wholly boring game in all reality. Let's not forget that. Cardinals, Niners. Oh, and I saw some absurd stat. Without Rodgers, the Packers are averaging 13 points a game. It could actually be kind of shitty. So for you Packer fans, hopefully he gets you a ring this year on the way out because it doesn't look like the future is too bright once he leaves. Cardinals, complete the parlay. No Murray, no problem. They go on the road at the Niners in a weird one. They win 31-17, a dominant win. They Colt McCoy, haven't heard that name since Nam. Dude comes out slinging that motherfucker. 22 for 26, 250 in a tud. Dude, the quarterback position is, we got so many quarterback battles. We got Trevor Seaman taking jobs in New Orleans. We got Jordan Love taking a job. Now we got Colt McCoy. It's He's going to take Kyler Murray's job. When's the last time Kyler Murray went 22 for 26? The quarterback position, you heard it here first. It's up for grabs. No, it ain't James Conner. You almost forgot about him. He's he's uh, he's an Arizona Cardinal, I suppose, and he had a great game. A couple of tuds. I saw he put up a ton of fantasy points. I only know that because I played against him. Dirt ball. Got my first win of the year, by the way. Um, no one cares. Anyway, Titans, they somehow go on the road and stomped the Rams. Stafford shit the bed in primetime, looking like Jared Goff out there with two terrible INTs. That spinning INT, dude, how cool would that pass have been, though, if he would have completed that to a teammate? Dude gets dragged by a DN linebacker, whatever it is, spinning around, throws an absolute dart, perfect throw, perfect spiral right to a defender. Tennessee wins the game. No Derrick Henry, no problem. They're 2-0 without him. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Titans are a better team without Derrick Henry. Bears, Steelers. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you aren't held accountable for your actions, there will never be a change nor a reason to change. Officiating in the NFL is egregious. <sighs> like I said, the Ravens were gifted 10 points in the first half of a game. So it... If we're given two examples, just think of all the other teams that are sitting here saying the same thing. Terrible call after terrible call, and you have... It's almost a bad thing that the TVs and replay is as good as it is because it shows you just how bad the officiating is. The one excuse that I do give refs, excuse me, was or is the NFL... Good logic. Why don't you add 48 more fucking rules that they have to learn each year? Their already hard job becomes more impossible because them athletes are flying around. They're massive humans colliding bodies everywhere. I just don't understand. You keep adding rules. The officiating is going to get worse. And then here's more logic. Let's bring the best referees we have on TV to explain rules having no actual effect on the call. They'll sit there. They'll explain it, break it down for you. That's great. They have no actual effect on the call. They don't actually do anything besides tell you, basically telling you how bad the ref's call was or, you know, explain. How about put them on the fucking field and make them ref the fucking game? It's the dumbest thing. I don't even enjoy when they make a call to a ref and he explains because most of the time I feel like the officiating goes against what he says. And then 
you're so you're basically just coming on TV to justify how terrible of a call it was and explain it to us. It's so stupid. Put the good refs on the damn field. The game itself, a pit versus Chicago was super entertaining. The Bears scored on defense in the fourth. Then with a minute left, Justin Fields made another crazy play, rolling against his body, throwing an absolute dot to the left corner of the end zone. And they took a one-point lead. Gave Big Ben a little too much time. He drives right down the field. But even that that game-winning drive, it was so bad. Like, four penalties. There was a couple timeouts used. It was It was just hard to watch. The Bears dropped a three and six. Your season is essentially over because of how competitive the NFC is. Steelers improved to five and three. Yeah, it was just it's a tough pill to swallow for the Bears. Everyone's seen the video that ref literally hip checking some dude named Marsh and then flags him like, oh. But again, until they're actually fined or suspended, are they ever gonna change? No, why would they? If I'm a ref, it's the same with umpires. I've had the same take with umpires, NBA refs, all of them. Until you're checked, why would you change? No. And the sad thing is, is they let emotions play into it. So, oh, you want to show me up as a player? All right, I got a bad call in my back pocket waiting for y'all. Looking forward to Thursday's game. Not. Dolphins host the Ravens. Maybe Lamar looks like a passing quarterback. Who knows? They just they the Dolphins defense did just pick off the Tyrod Taylor three times. So maybe that, you know, in that secondary, it is one of the highest paid secondaries in all of the NFL. So maybe they get their shit together. That yeah, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to Dolphins Ravens on Thursday. Come on, man. Miami is gonna be not lit. So that'll wrap up most of the NFL talk. I'll be right back with some more sports. Make sure you stay tuned. Welcome back on a beautiful Tuesday to the Fandom Podcast on Anchor. Anchor's owned by Spotify, so you can listen either way. And guys, feel free to message in whenever you want. You know, if you want to talk about something or call in on an episode and give a rant or anything that y'all want to like hear or see me do, things that, you know, segments you want to add or anything, you guys could feel free to message me on Instagram at fandom pod or fandom underscore pod yep fandom underscore pod or snapchat at fan dummies f-a-n-d-u-m-m-i-e-s off topic you guys decorate your houses yet i'm such a little kid when it comes to christmas immediately after halloween i truly believe this should be christmas stuff up now i have been slacking i've been really busy so i've only put like one or two things up but I mean, I was talking about decorations with a coworker, and there's not really Thanksgiving decorations. People are like, November 1st is too early. What am I supposed to do? Put up a fucking badass cornucopia? Woo, that'll, that's pretty sweet. No, not a chance. Christmas decorations make you happy. What's wrong with three months of happy? Should be up for five, but whatever. Give me Christmas stuff all day. I got my little magnet people on the like ice skating rink where like, you know, you put it on there and then it plays the music and they like go around. It's pretty fun. Uh, if you've never had one, I'm judging you. If you've never, if you don't, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm really, really judging you. But all the stores are loaded up with Christmas stuff. I can't wait. Snow is almost here. Because you guys already know that 
I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And you know what? People with a fake tree, unless it's like, I know that like in my old apartment, like you couldn't have a real tree, a fire hazard, which is stupid. I water my tree. Jeez. If you have a fake tree by choice, get out of here with your, oh, I'm hardcore Christmas. No, you're not. You're fake. You're just, you're, you're an imposter. It's like you, you probably tell your kids that Santa's not real. And that's the other thing. You Santa daughters, why is it so hard to believe that a guy is just so nice that he would keep track if you're an actual good human or a piece of crap? And if you're good, he'll bring you some stuff. I think it's pretty cool. I don't think I've been a good enough person in years to deserve anything. So that's why I haven't seen anything under my stocking or tree because I don't deserve it. So you know what? You're going to sit here and tell me he's fake. No, get out of here. Y'all are whack. Anyway, who got me on this subject? You're anyway, some UFC. I hope you guys watched. It was a good card. Lived up to the hype. Usman defeated Covington via unanimous rose retained her belt she won via split decision that was a war gaffey and chandler was oh my gosh i know me and taylor kind of highlighted that fight for you guys he's a giant gaffey fan so i know he was happy chandler has a chin because gaffey is not he's not some dude who can't throw hands and doesn't have power and chandler was letting him tee off on him walking right through it that fight was amazing. That's up for fight of the year. The young Irish lad, Ian Gary, with a monster knockout. Two seconds left in the first round. Put Jordan Williams lights the fuck out. His post-game speech was pretty badass. Quoting McGregor, the future is here, part two or whatever it was. Another must-see highlight. If you guys haven't watched anything and you're just watching the highlights, look at Chris Barnett, dude. Dude is built like a bowl of mayonnaise. Like, literally looks like you're going to see him and you're going to think, oh, that dude literally eats spoonfuls of mayonnaise with Parmesan cheese on it. Dude threw a spinning head kick, piece dude in the head, put him out. I jumped up off the couch because I did not see that coming. You guys got to look it up. That was great. And the dude's energy is awesome. He brings all the vibes. It was, that was exciting. Very respectful post-game speech to his fighter who retired. It was, yeah, that was just, yeah. Chris Barnett KOs, I think it's Jean Volante. Yeah, look it up. It won't disappoint. Hopefully you guys watched and enjoyed. NBA's still rolling. The standings haven't changed that much since last Thursday. The good teams are still good. The bad teams are still bad. No major injuries. Basically, the NBA, the Ben Simmons trade talks continue to heat up. I see that Boston now went wants in on that game, but Philly has already said, you know, give us Jalen Brown or we're not going to do it. And to me, like, does either team really get better? Like I'm trading Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. Jalen Brown is arguably better so far in his career. I mean, he's at least had like performances that you remember. He's, he's to, I don't know. To me, Ben Simmons values a little, like, I, I just, I think Philly is way overvaluing him. However, it's hard to see his potential because he's with Joel Embiid, who those two together, to me, they just can't coexist. There are two big guys that need the ball in their hands and their game is mid-range on in. So it's, 
I mean, I know Embiid can stroke it, but you know, his main game is post up. So I, I still believe Ben Simmons to Portland is the best fit. Go play with Lillard and Philly. It makes a ton of sense to get CJ McCollum, get an elite guard who can create his own shot has an absolute soaker. I think that still is the best, even though I haven't seen any talks regarding that. I have seen oddly that Damian Lillard is like Lillard is hardcore recruiting Draymond Green, which is weird because I don't see Draymond leaving Oklahoma City. But anyway, college basketball is back. As I speak, we got Kansas, Michigan State, my squad beating up on Loyola. Like there's so much action. The championship classic kicks off with Michigan State, Kansas, Duke, Kentucky is later on tonight. It's my favorite sport. I, I'm going to be up late every night watching games, even those Pac-12 games that start at like 10 o'clock. Yes, I will be watching. College basketball is so fun. The crowds are so lit. The announcers get into it. It's just a great environment. It's that time of year that other than not having baseball, man, sports is about to be crazy. You got NBA, college basketball, UFC, NHL, NFL, college football, heating up, getting towards the playoff. NHL, same shit. My Canes did lose to the Panthers, and hockey's last unbeaten has fallen. Jack Eichel traded to Vegas. That's pretty nuts when you consider he'll be playing with Pacioretty and Mark Stone. They, that line's going to be really good. I don't know when Jack Eichel will be back because I know he's trying to get surgery right now. But once again, Vegas re reloads pretty quick. They're going to be tough. The Bears, thank you, by the way. Yes, this is just a random shout-out. The Bears covered. They were plus six. I was really nervous because that is the team that I picked. I dodged it for one week that I don't have to eat the chip because they covered the world's hottest chip is what I'm referring to. So each week I'm going to continue to draw. I'll post the video. I was pretty wasted on the last one. So yeah, it's uh, I'm going to keep doing it. I'll draw again, probably Sunday. I'll post it, whatever team I get. If that team doesn't cover the spread and loses, I have to order Bag of the World's Hottest Chip. Or actually, no, you can actually order just one chip, so I'll be doing that. And then obviously I'll do like a live video on Instagram or something of me eating it. So that will wrap up most of the coverage. We got Caleb's comment coming up. That'll be the last thing. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So real quick before I get into my comment of the day, a lot of you have asked, you know, can you cover the Henry Ruggs thing and other things like that? And I'm not going to do that stuff. Um, there's plenty negative news out there that seems to be all it is. So it's not that it's not important. Like, obviously, don't drink and drive, blah, blah, blah. It's just, I don't want to focus on the negative. That's not what my show's about. So, moving on. My comment of the day today is positive mindset. What does it mean to truly stay positive? Well, first, you have to accomplish things that make us feel, make yourself feel satisfied, happy, and feel peace of mind. 
those things all result in positivity and better your attitude. So set small goals. It could be making your bed, folding laundry, washing your car, etc., etc. Accomplish them and then treat yourself. Reward yourself for those accomplishments. Surround yourself with positive people. Put yourself in positive environments. Hype yourself up and just be kind to yourself. Also, identify the areas of weakness and negativity. Confront them and find a positive resolution to put them behind you. Being a positive person is not just waking up in a good mood and saying, today I'm going to be positive because I feel good. No, positive is, be is being positive is when it becomes natural and it's how you feel in everyday situations. Your, your mind goes straight to a positive resolution. Don't take the little things for granted and you're doing, you're doing things that better yourself. That's what it, that's when it really starts to kick in and you're producing just that natural positive energy keep keeping your head up in every situation when you take care of yourself and your mind you will be positive and spread that positive energy to others with a kind heart and a smile that lights up the room love y'all thanks for listening